This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast, the preview show. Uh, in today's episode, we'll be speaking to Matt from Jill's in the Blood fan channel and blog. So go and hit them up on uh, YouTube. I'll link to them in the in the show description. Uh, we'll be talking to Matt ahead of the visit of Gillingham in what is the fourth successive home fixture for ourselves as we look to extend the unbeaten run in the league. Uh, this will be the first meeting between the two sides in, uh, what, 18 years? And uh, we'll be looking to get our first win against Gillingham after failing to do so in our previous five attempts. Uh, first of all, mate, Matt, how are you? You all right? Very well, thank you, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to this all day. So, yeah, be good to chat about football. Yeah, great stuff. Good uh, good stuff. Yeah, obviously, thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to come on. It's, uh, yeah, without you, we don't really have a preview show. So, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for that. Um, no, no problem. First of all, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get straight into it. Um, for, I want to talk about your manager, Steve Evans. Is... Um, well, I've got written down here, Marmite. He's a bit like that, isn't he? He's, yeah, you either love him or you hate him. Or what side of the fence are you on? I suppose if I had to pick one of them two, love, I'd have to. And it was hate <laughs> when I when I heard he was coming in to be our manager. I didn't want him. And I've said this on any preview show and, and, and any YouTube video on my channel, on any other channel, on any podcast, that, that when it was the news broke that he was going to be our manager, I was I was dead against it. I was actually on TalkSport. Um talking about the reasons why I didn't want him to be our manager. Um, but he was he was clever in the sense that him and Paul Rayner did a, a, a Q&A session straight after they'd been appointed yeah. when the world was normal before we could, you know, before everything stopped and we could do that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, he spoke honestly. He answered any question that, that was put to him by Gillingham fans. Uh, one fan tried to be clever and, and try and talk about the, the Boston situation and, and he answered it as honestly as he could, obviously, with it in terms of... He can't say any everything because it's you know it's a it's a legal thing. But he answered it as honestly as he can, and he was open about it. And he admitted that he's made mistakes, but he said that the biggest thing he wanted to to do was make Gillingham a better football club and make us more competitive. He said he'd come to us with Peterborough the season before, and he thought we were too easy to play against. Said he felt sorry for our back four. He said it was literally like <laughs> a knife through butter. It was that easy to play against us, and he wasn't wrong. And I said at the time, right, he's going to be our manager. I'm not going to stop going. My love for the football clubs far outweighs my hate or whatever you want to call it for Steve Evans at the time. 
And I just wanted us to be better. I wanted us to be further up the table. I wanted us to be more competitive. He's done all of them. He's made us win more games. He's made us lose more games. Got to the third round of the FA Cup, played West Ham in front of a full house season before last, before COVID kicked in, unfortunately. Back-to-back 10th -back place finishes. We, we was in the playoffs at Easter last year, albeit having played a couple of extra games. So he's made it as good as we can be, certainly aside from probably one season. That was 15-16 under Justin Edinburgh, God rest his soul. Um, but aside from that, the two seasons that we've had prior to this current one have been the best two we've had since we got back into the third tier after winning League Two in 2013. So I can't argue with anything that he's done. He's, Steve Evans is going to shout, he's going to be bullshit, he's going to be loud, he's going to get booked. But I'd rather have that than, than a gaffer stood on the touchline with his hands in his pockets, shoulders slumped and not looking, seem to care. 100%. Um, saying, that, I did, saying that, I did sit about 10 seats away from the dugout at the FA Cup game on Saturday because I thought I'd change. So I usually sit in the rain and then behind the goal. Yeah. Um, my daughter wanted to sit front row to see if she can get some photos with the players. Um, I couldn't sit there. Oh my God, he's so it's, it is relentless. It's I mean, <laughs> it's so loud. And that's that was with, you know, sort of two and a half, three thousand people in the ground. So I can understand why all the I follow coverage had to constantly apologise last season for the language because <laughs> there was nobody in the stadium. Yeah, you could but probably... no, he's, he's made us a better football club and, and a better football team and a more competitive football team. And that's 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 what we want, isn't it, as football fans? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that obviously you didn't want him to come. Was was that reciprocated by most of the fans or was it a bit split? There's dual supporters that haven't set foot in the ground since he took over and won't until the day he leaves, whether that's via his own decision or whether he gets the sack. But I don't think he will get the sack. I personally don't think he'll be here next season. I think he'll do his three years and that, that'll be it. Steve yeah. Evans has always been competitive at the top end of divisions, whichever division he's been in, whether that's the National League with Crawley, League Two and League One with, with Rotherham, um, League Two with Peterborough, uh, uh, sorry, with Mansfield, League One with Peterborough. Um, so we know, we know him from his, uh, from his Rotherham days, obviously. Hmm. The, we've, uh... He got back-to-back -back promotion. So again, it's, you know, I'm sure as, as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, you, you don't like him. You don't like Rotherham. But <laughs> as a Rotherham fan, you're going to love him, aren't you? Back-to-back -back oh. promotions. Who doesn't want that? Well, of course, yeah, exa exactly. I mean, just before we get onto like your, your recent form, um, hmm. how did you uh, how did you fare last season? We finished tenth. Like I say, we finished tenth in both seasons under Steve Evans. The first one we was eleventh, and then we got bumped up the place because of that points per game thing. I think we was a point behind Ipswich, but we had we played a game less, so we managed to to jump up one position. But last season we finished tenth on merit. It was a full season. It was weird. We couldn't go. Um, we had to watch it all on the telly, on our laptops, on our phones, and all that sort of nonsense. But like I say, Good Friday or whatever it was, we was due to play Wigan. The game got moved to the Wednesday night and, and we won 1-0 and we went in a sixth position and that was with eight, ten games to go. So we were super competitive, punching above our weight. We'd gone to, we went to Hull and Drew, we went to Portsmouth and Drew, we went to Sunderland and Drew, we went to Charlton and won. Um, we, we saw off Ipswich comfortably at home in that run. After Christmas, we were really good. Steve Evans' team seemed to get stronger after the new year. Yeah. Um, some might say that's because he doesn't quite get his recruitment right in the summer. Um, but he just seems to have this thing where his teams get stronger and stronger the longer the season goes on. Um, whether we'll finish quite as high as 10th this year, I'm not sure it is the strongest league one I can recall. It's, it's ridiculous the amount of quality you've got in there. You've got Wigan spending big. Well, I have to be careful. I said spending big in the summer on another podcast and got shouted down by a load of fans because apparently it was all free transfers. But they're still spending big on wages. I mean, oh, Charlie White's rumoured to be on 10k a week in League One. That's astronomical. And, you know, you boys have 
have bought in a few that I'm sure are on a decent weekly whack and uh, Sunderland, Portsmouth, Ipswich have spent on 20 players. Charlton, they're not short of um, good players and, and a decent wage bill. But that's that's the resource, isn't it? If you've got the fan base and you get the money in through the door in terms of ticket sales, then then you can go and spend more the other way. And we're not doing that. Um, Did you bring money in in the summer? It seems like ages ago. Usual turnarounds probably about eight or nine. We lost our we lost two of our best players. Unfortunately, that was that was Jordan Graham who went to Birmingham in the Championship and starting to flourish now after an injury earlier in the season. And uh, Connor Ogilvy went to Portsmouth, which I was a bit disappointed in. I thought he might have stepped up to the Championship. <laughs> It's not like he's, he's really made a step up at the moment. Portsmouth are struggling, comparatively speaking, and compared to where they want to be and where they probably should be, considering the size of their fan base and their stadium and what they, they can spend on players. But we've struggled with injuries, and that's not an excuse. We we lost three weeks of pre-season because of COVID. So yeah. we had some players didn't train for 20 days because they got the ping to say that someone else had had it, and then they got a ping to say they'd had it. So they missed. I think we had people that, that played the first league game and played one and a half friendlies. Oh, okay. And then we've had niggly muscle injuries. Um, we ended up on, and this is not to dramatise it ahead of Saturday or to make you too confident or think, oh Christ, they'll probably come up here and nick it. We ended up with just a goal <laughs> left on the bench on Saturday. Really? Yep. Because you can name, you can you can make five substitutions in the FA Cup now, can't you? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, well, you we can, only yeah. named five substitutes. We had a goalie, <laughs> a senior striker, John Akinde, and three teenagers. Three teenagers had to come on and John Akindi, and we lost three players to injury. And Steve Evans said they're all probably mid to long term. So at the moment, as it stood on Saturday, we've got 13 available players. Christ. Okay. I mean, I thought we were struggling with injuries. <laughs> Obviously, we've got we've got a, um, you know, a bit more depth uh, in, in squad and what have you. We've got a few, yeah. few long-termers that have, have not... You know, Hardly kicked a ball so far this mm. uh, so far this season, but yeah, it sounds like you're also uh, struggling in that department. I was gonna, I was going to come on to your recent form. I mean, I look where you are in the league, nineteenth. You know, you said you yeah. finished, you know, tenth and eleventh respectively in the last two uh, two seasons. Uh, I was going to ask you, know, what do you think the reason is for your for your slump in form? But I'm, I'm guessing you're just going to tell me it's just down to the injuries. I guess it's not just the injuries. No, and I'm not going to sit here and dress it up and say it's just that. Like I say, we lost Conor Ogilvy, who was, who was one of the best left-backs in the division last season. We've lost Jordan Graham, who was responsible for 13 goals, 12 assists last season. So um, the way we played was was generally with two sitters and a 10 and then two wingers to provide ammunition for, for the Dane Oliver as a central striker last season. And Jordan Graham was very good at that. Um, hence why he got a move to the championship. Um, but then because we've had so many injuries, we've had to play wingers as strikers at the start of the season. We've ended up playing very narrow, which I don't think then plays to for Dane Oliver's strengths. I mean, he's six foot five. He's target man. He wins. If you look at any sort of third tier podcast, like, well, the third tier or D3, D4, they're always putting stats up. I think last year he won more than 300 or more headers than any other player in the division for Dane Oliver. So that's, you can see where his strengths lay. But I'm going to mention, able... I'm going to mention Vidane because obviously he, he came through the uh, the Sheffield Wednesday youth hmm. youth setup as well. So you know people uh, people will know will know his name. Obviously, he didn't. You know, he never broke into the uh, into the first team. But uh, but yeah, he was he was around at the same time as Liam Palmer, who's who's still at, still at Sheffield Wednesday and yeah. played like 400 odd games for for. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, what what uh, he's he's been banging goals in for fun, hasn't he? In recent in recent years, is he um, is he like one to watch? 
would you say? Well, yeah, I suppose you'd have to be. There ain't, there ain't many other options. At the moment. <laughs> I mean, if, if I take my boots, I might be one to watch. <laughs> yeah, I might have seen you on the bench <laughs> at the weekend, yeah. But, um, yeah, he's been brilliant since he came to us for day nine. He's never been prolific. I mean, if you look at his previous clubs, he was at Northampton season before last when they got promoted out of League Two and he'd done very well. I think he scored eight goals, got about half a dozen assists, but but he just he just occupies defenders and creates space for other people. That's what he does. It takes two centre-halves to mark him most of the time. Um, but he was brilliant last season. He went on, he had a purple patch from sort of middle of February to end of March. I think he got eight in seven and he ended up with 20 goals in all competitions, 17 in the league. And, and you can't, you can't you can't sniff it at whatever level that is. That's and that's a free transfer. So that's what you need in this like in this yeah, division, isn't it? On, we and especially us, we have to rely on that because we can't go and spend money on strikers. I mean, the ones that are guaranteeing you 20, 25 goals a season, they cost you a pretty penny, and, and we just don't have the resources to do that, unfortunately. Um, but for Dane's been brilliant. But yeah, in terms of the form, it's picked up recently in terms of performances. We've probably not got the amount of points we probably deserved in the last three or four. We lost at home to Sunderland. We took the lead, two soft goals. Then they were down to 10 men in the second half and we absolutely battered them and it just wouldn't go in. Probably deserved a point. Uh, we beat Doncaster. Uh, again, that was, a, that was a horrible game. Doncaster away form's awful. I think they've only picked up one point. Yeah. Um, so they was they were sitting in. They, they're very nice to watch Doncaster, but they've got no cutting edge. I think they've suffered with injuries in forward areas, but we got over the line and that was a clean sheet as well. So you, you think, right, we build on that. Went to Bolton, were brilliant for 86 minutes, 2-0 up. Absolutely cruising, ended up drawing 2 all because of a stupid five minutes. And then drew 0-0 with Atkinson in our last league game and, and, and did everything but score. We hit the post, we hit the bar, we had two cleared off the line. Keepers made two or three superb saves. So we could be sitting here telling you that we picked up nine points, but we picked up five. But... The performances are getting there. Um, drawing the week, uh, sorry, at the weekend against Cheltenham in the cup was back to where we were probably start of the season, though, where we were only performing for 45 minutes or an hour. We were shocking first half. And then we were the better side second half. But we've ended up, like I say, with a, an 18 year old at left back, an 18 year old at right back, an 18 year old scored our goal. And Steve Evans keeps saying they're not ready, but they're going to have to be at the moment because we literally haven't got any other options unless we can find a couple that suddenly come back from from injury or illness um, between now and Saturday three pm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to you know ask you about like the the style of play that we're going to be expecting you to play. I mean, f- first of all, has that changed? Obviously, with all the the changes that you've been having to make, or, or are you pretty much playing the same same style of play throughout Not really. the course of the Steve, season? Steve, Steve Evans' teams are always robust. We'll be we'll we'll get it from back to front as quick as we can, and then we'll we'll play off for Dane Oliver or John Akindi or Evers fit, and then we'll get our good players on the ball in the final third. That's what we've always tried to do. We was pretty direct last year. We like to say if we did it into V's chest, or he'd flick it on, and then you'd get Jordan grab into into good positions out wide, and then get balls into the box. Um, and, and we're not going to go away from that. It's been successful for us for two seasons under Steve Evans. And the old adage: if it's not broke, don't fix it. Obviously, it becomes harder when you can't pick a settled team. We can't pick a settled team, but we almost are because we don't have any other options yeah, at the yeah, moment. True. Like we said, we was going to make changes last Saturday, but we ended up only making sort of three, I think, because that was necessitated by the fact that we didn't have any options um, to rotate. Um, but no, we're, if, you're not, we're not going to turn up Saturday afternoon and suddenly get it on the deck and start playing 50, 60 passes through the thirds and, and, and tapping it in like Arsenal used to do. Um, we'll, we'll get it up the pitch as, as quick as we can and, and we'll make it difficult for you. And then we'll try to get the likes of, I know, Carl Dempsey on the ball or, Danny Lloyd or Mustafa Carriol, if he's fit. I know he was 
he was meant to be available Saturday, but then he got ill. Um, he's probably one of our best players, but he's missed best part of six, eight weeks because of a muscle problem. Then he's come back and he's had two cameos. And then, like I say, he, he picked up a bug or something last weekend, so he couldn't play. Um, but no, we're not going to be, we're not going to be Pep's Bayern Munich or Pep's Man City, if that's what you're concerned about, not at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously we've, we've spoke to quite a few other, you know, fans from from other clubs that you know this preview show, and hmm. and uh, like, no, no disrespect to Gillingham and what have you, but like, you know, obviously a lot smaller club than what than what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you know clubs that have come to come to, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Thrills, bro. They've been they've been like more than happy just to take a point, and they've perhaps played a different you know style of play that they that they used to playing because they are just happy with that with that point. It sounds like from what you're saying that you, you know, irrespective of the opponents, you just play the same same sort of style of play. Would that be would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, obviously we, we'll. We'll give you respect, and, and we'll understand that you, you've got you've got better players than us. There's no point dressing that up and sugarcoating it any other way. You have, and, and again, it comes back to resources and budgets. That if you've got more money, you get better quality of player. Like anything, if you've got more money to spend in a the supermarket, then you go to, to Waitrose instead of Lidl. So yeah. it's it's the same sort of principle. Obviously, it's not exactly the same, but but what we'll do is, I'm confident that the the, the eleven <laughs> we should get out just. <laughs> um, We'll work hard, play for the badge, make it difficult for you as much as possible. And and I think if whatever you get, you'll have to earn it. Um, especially based on the sort of the last month is where we've we've been getting better performances, also albeit like with not getting the reward we probably deserve. But we won't come and just say, right, we're just gonna camp in. I don't think I don't think we're good enough to do that. Yeah. To be honest. We we're gonna we know how to play. We play to a, a method that suits us and um We'll see how far it takes us. I mean, um, throughout the course of the season, we've, I mean, we've we've only had three defeats. We've had a hell of a lot of draws so far this mm. so far this season as well. I mean, I, I think it's probably fair to say that we we become unstuck against the you know the teams that are that are below us in the league. Um, mm. you know, I, I don't know. We don't know what that is. Whether it's a, a confidence thing or 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 not, but you know, you'll certainly take. Uh, Take confidence from our recent results. Obviously, now we beat Sunderland three 0 but we've uh, you know we drew to Wimbledon, we drew to Cheltenham, we drew to Lincoln, um, and there was another one as well. That it's interesting because we've drawn with Lincoln. What was the first one you said? Wimbledon. Wimbledon. We've drawn with Wimbledon, and we've drawn twice with Cheltenham in the cups. We've not actually played them in the league yet, but we've had them in the League Cup and the FA Cup. Both games have finished one all. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, like you say, you never know, do you? And we might turn up and. If we if we play like we did first ten minutes against Wickham at the start of October, you'll you'll beat us comfortably. We were two 0 down inside seven minutes because we switched off twice early on, and then it becomes impossible. But if 
we turn up and we do everything that we have to do, then it'll be a competitive game. That I'll say that at the very least. I'm not saying we're going to come and win, but we'll we'll give you a game. That's the, that's that's the main thing. You know, it's, it, I hate it when teams come any any sort of football game and just play for the play for the draw and what have you. It's a bit boring to watch. I mean, we've mentioned one one player. Oh, we'll time waste if it's twenty minutes to go and it's nil nil or one 0 We'll time waste for sure. I've got no issue with that at all. And I'd expect you to do it the other way around. Yeah, what yeah, team exactly. doesn't? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's true. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we've mentioned um, Vidian Oliver as one as one player to watch. I mean, is there any mm-hmm. others that uh, that you could that you could point out? Uh, Jamie Cummins been good, and we've had him on loan this season from from Chelsea in goal. He's been superb. Probably deserved more clean sheets than what he's got at the moment. Um, he's made some ridiculous saves at times. Probably slightly overworked to, to what you'd want. Um, but he's been very good, stepped up. I know he kept 17 clean sheets last season at Stevenage in League Two, so he's he's made that natural transition up a level. Jack Tucker, who's a homegrown lad, was due to be released when Steve Evans took over. They kept him on. Uh, if rumours are true, I think we turned down bids of about a million pounds okay. over the last 12 months for him. He'll go to the Championship at the very least at some point. He's not ready yet, but he will do. He's got all the tools you need to play. He's a top-class centre-half. Um, but incidentally, he's been playing holding midfield for the last sort of month. They they moved him in there a few weeks ago and he's actually done really well. He's probably one of them players that eventually would be good enough to do that as well because um, he's comfortable on the ball. He's got two good feet. Um, but again, it's probably a slightly out of necessity as well because of the fact that we've got so many injuries. Carl Dempsey, the captain, has been very good. We've had him last season. We got him on a free from Fleetwood. He got eight goals and four assists last season in the league from the middle of the park. Um, He's got one this season so far, one goal. That was at Bolton. He got off the mark a couple of weeks ago, but he'll be on. If, you get, if we can get him on the ball in the final third, we'll cause you some problems. Very clever, keeps it well. Um, Big V, like I say, we've spoken about already. And the other one's Mustafa Carriol. If we can get him on the park, he was just running into some really good form before his injury. Um, but hopefully if we can, even if it's tight, if it's level with 20 minutes to go and we can get him on, then, then it'd give us a chance. And Danny Lloyd, he'll, he'll personify what Gillingham's all about. He'll run for a brick wall. He won't stop, even if he's not playing well. Um, just keep chasing lost causes, tracking back, working hard, doing his defensive bit. So we've got good players, but my concern at the moment is that, that they're not fully fit because of this pre-season thing that's then carried on and then people have had to play because others are out. It, it, we, just, we just seem to be running on empty a lot of the time. But if we can get a good week's rest, we haven't got any midweek game this week like yourselves although I'm sure you'll rotate heavily for this pizza trophy game tonight 10 changes there. oh there you go see um, <laughs> but no like I say I can't keep coming back to it enough if, if we're on it we'll give you a game yeah good stuff um, I mean one thing I want to ask you as well is I mean how are the how are the fans reacting to this season so far um, that, you know the fact that you're sitting 19th what, what's the what's the noise coming out of Priestfield it's not nice at the moment I won't pretend Um People want the chairman gone. It's turned really badly in the last few weeks. Um, I think a lot of the people that were were pro the chairman are now probably on the fence and those that were on the fence are probably wanting him to go as well now. He's just come out and said a lot of things and done a lot of things since the summer that that don't sit well with the fan base, unfortunately. He come out and said that um, he started doing these chairman's chats on the YouTube channel and um, it just turned, quickly turned into some sort of self-appreciation thing that anyone who supported the club and, and did things that he agreed with were the best fans on earth. But those that dared have a different opinion were, were not proper fans and, and shouldn't come to the game. And we had a group of supporters arrange for a plane to fly over at home to Sunderland. Uh, there was 
disturbances in the bar, in the ground. Unfortunately, people got chucked out. Game after that, there was extra security, policing, people just walking around, taking people out of the ground. It was it was a bit uncomfortable. You'd, people are worried about that, not worried about that. If you've not done anything wrong, you've got nothing to be worried about at the end of the day. But people were tending to sort of pay attention to that and looking around rather than watching the football. And then that doesn't help the players on the pitch. And yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not been the season I'd hoped for, considering we missed it for 18 months. I was highly excited coming back in August and we started all right, um, but it's it's unravelled a little bit. But like I say, there are signs that, that when we can get a decent 11 on the pitch that, that we'll be competitive. And, you know, you only need a couple of wins and suddenly you're only a couple of points off the top half and the top 10 and things look completely different. But it, it's been a struggle this season. We've not scored enough. Um, we've certainly not kept enough people fit. And then with all the other shenanigans going on, it, it's just made for a bit of an uncomfortable and a slightly disappointing campaign so far. But there's still plenty of time, isn't there? We've got a transfer window soon and hopefully we can uh, get some people fit and, and start climbing up the table a little bit. You know, we could come to Hillsborough and nick a point or pinch three points and suddenly everyone gets a load of confidence and it all changes around. But we'll see. Yeah, that's exactly how, how we felt. You know, we, we've been... Um fine margins is what I've kept saying on the podcast you know we, we've we've only been beat three times and to be fair mm. well there was only one Plymouth where we got beat 3-0 the other one was a 1-0 spozzy goal at Morecambe and a 2-1 defeat at, at, um, at home to Oxford so other than that obviously all draws you know the, those two there just one goal in it kind of thing and uh, and yeah it's just been kind of ifs buts and maybes so throughout the course of the season you're right in what you're saying you, know, you get a uh, you get a win or you you know we, we beat Sunderland three 0 and I think there's going to be a sta- statue erected of uh, Darren Moore outside the ground uh, <laughs> this weekend. I'm not sure we'll I mean? get one. I'm not sure everyone of Steve Evans even if you want. It'll on cost a few bob, won't it? To be fair, that one. Made <laughs> <laughs> the <of> marshmallows. <laughs> exactly, yeah, Michelin man. Um, but yeah, I mean, w- I mean, where are you expecting to to finish now uh, compared to where you would kind of hoped you would finish at the start of the season? Well, I said I said tenth again at the start of the season. I thought there were teams that that had come down or. I didn't like their recruitment, but this was in pre-season. So again, you have to take it with a pinch of salt. There was a lot of flexibility. And I said that when I did my pre-season video, you know, teams that, that hadn't bought many players like Rotherham, I had them down as mid-table, but then they recruited really well straight after that and made me look like a complete Muppet. So they're absolutely <laughs> flying. Yeah. Um, yourselves, Wednesday, you hadn't bought too many when I did it. And um, nope. I said that, I think I had you sort of ninth, but I said you could end up finishing depending on how your recruitment went anywhere from sort of 12th to top five. And and that, that seems to be the case at the moment. Portsmouth was another one. I just thought the Steve Evans factor would help us out. But if I had to be honest at the moment, I think we'll probably finish below that now. I'd take top half. Um, but the main thing at the moment is we are 16, 17 games in. We're only a couple of points outside the bottom four. So you have to say that at the moment we are looking over our shoulder and the first thing we need to do is, is to get away from that dreaded line and make sure that we're in a position to start looking upwards rather than downwards. But all the while Steve Evans is there, I'm confident we won't be in any real trouble. But I'll probably say anything from sort of 12th to 16th now. Yeah, I mean it is a super competitive league. That's one thing that I have I have seen. Mm. It, it is you know a couple you get a couple of wins and you can soon uh, soon shoot with the league and you're almost like 
everyone's beating everyone. You know, you look at look at Sunderland; they're dropping points uh, against uh, against teams. I and mean, we, you know, we've also I know we've only lost three, but we've you know dropped points against teams that are below us and stuff like that. And you know, it's not a it's not a given in this in this division, is it? It's uh, it is quite tough, and, and and we're also finding it quite tough. You know, at the start of the season, we were perhaps thinking, well, I was thinking the worst before pre-season. When we signed all the players, I was thinking we're going to walk it. <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, and we, we yeah, don't do that. Sunderland Nipsey's <clears throat> fans have done that as well. Well, yeah, we set off quite well in the first uh, mm-hmm. first three four games of the season, but then uh, then yeah, it's kind of uh, Nipsey come to us their first season down in the September two years ago, and the way they celebrated, you thought they'd won the league in September. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, we've been we've been brought back down to earth, and uh, and yeah, hopefully we can we can kick on. No, obviously, at your expense at the weekend, but uh, but so yeah, I mean, it, I mean, if it is, I mean, how many fans are we going to be expecting uh, at Hillsborough then uh, from from you boys? I'm not sure. I know I'm coming. So me and my mate are coming. So there'll be two of us for definite. <laughs> but like I say we could be on the bench. So um, I'd hope, I'd hope it's a few hundred. Like I say, it's a new ground for me. It's one that I've always wanted to get to because it's a proper football ground for me. It's a proper football stadium and. I know it probably looks a little bit weathered and a bit worn now and looks like it needs a lick of paint, but historically it's one of the grounds to go to in England and I can't wait. And it's like I say, it's I like these new grounds are nice. I get that the Emirates and you know the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but they're all just bowls, they're all exactly the same. They're generically built. Yeah, yeah. You could probably put them up in about 20 minutes, can't you? They look like flat pack furniture to be frank. But um I can't wait. I'd hope we bring a few hundred. I'm not sure. Jill's Jill's are quite weird with their social media. If you ask them if they've um how many tickets they've sold and they say oh we don't tell you we can't publish it before kickoff that generally means it's not great <laughs> and then the yeah. week are, and then when Sunderland come to town and we've we've got 7,000 tickets sold they're like oh yeah come and join the Jules because tickets are quickly running out so yeah yeah, yeah. I'd hope I'd hope it'd be a few hundred because it is it's a, it's a proper football stadium and it is it's a Premier League ground you know, not so long ago, and it is one of the. I know not always for the, the right reasons. Unfortunately, obviously the Hillsborough disaster and stuff like that. But I can't wait, and That's I'm tough. just hoping we don't come all the way up there and, and get absolutely walloped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a long that, yeah. way home. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'll give you a top tip. Um, don't don't bank on the pies at half time. Uh, I'd, I'd get something to eat before you come in because they're. Um, the, the shite to be fair so fair uh, <laughs> that, no, I'll tend not a... to move too much with the match day vlog and stuff like that I'll get saying at the beginning and that'll do me through the full time but yeah probably try and find a, a burger van a burger van outside or something like that yeah that's that's a that's a top tip that one uh, yeah so I mean I'll, I'll try and nail you down to a uh, to a score prediction then like I said we, you've um, we haven't played each other for a, for a while we haven't beat you in the last five uh, five visits I think uh, three wins and two draws um on, in favour of yourself um, yeah what uh, was it was that good yeah it was yeah we haven't beat you in five five visits a couple of cup games in that as well but uh... um, just looking at your form quickly yeah beat Sunderland that was the last one I drew with Lincoln four draws and a, and a, and a win in his last beat five Bolton, lost, to, lost to Oxford I suppose I've got to try and be positive haven't I the, the last the last five visits four one you beat you beat us four one at Priestfield you beat us two nil at Hillsborough in two thousand and two then it was one one nil nil and then you beat us two one at Priestfield we last beat you two one at Hillsborough in two thousand and one it was that were goals from uh, I don't even tell me it was that long ago I don't even tell me who scored oh blimey yeah you're going back yeah we won't be as good as we were back then unfortunately that was the halcyon days of the championship um, I'm going to try and be positive um, we've been decent the last few games. 
aside from the first half Saturday and then, well, I'm not taking the stuff cross trophy because we made multiple changes for that before everyone got injured. Uh, one all. One all. Fantastic. Great stuff. <laughs> Oh, you can't yeah. see me crossing my fingers because it's only an audio pod, but I'm crossing my fingers and my toes. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Matt, uh, thank you very much um, for, for joining us. Uh, if people want to like uh, have a have a look at your stuff before we play you on uh, on Saturday, where can we uh, where can we find you? We're on YouTube at Jules in the Blood TV. We're on Twitter as well. It's the same handle at Jules in the Blood. Uh, got an Instagram page as well. Um, so yeah come and check us out I think I need two more subscribers for 1700 so if um, two hours fans can come and press that subscribe button it'd be brilliant and highly appreciated fantastic and then once I get to 4,000 Twitter followers there will be a giveaway as well which will be a £25 classic shirt or a £25 Terrace Life gift voucher and that doesn't have to be Jules phones only so yeah come and follow me subscribe to the channel and you might win yourself some stuff Look at that. There you go. A bit of a bit of promo at the end as well. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Cheers, Matt. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure, mate. Thank you very no much. Really problem, enjoyed it. Good luck for the weekend, but hopefully not too, not too much. <laughs> you, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.